Hey everyone, welcome to Ashley Speaks Up. And this week we're going to discuss medically assisted treatment, or MAT as it's also sometimes called. So let's get into it. My name is Ashley, and my partner is in recovery for addiction. It's hard to find others like myself, but we're out there with a story to be heard. This is mine, and this is Ashley Speaks Up. Okay guys, so yes, in this episode we're going to be discussing medication-assisted treatment, or medically-assisted treatment, or MAT, whatever you want to call it. Now, just a note on this for this topic, I am not a doctor. My partner is pretty smart, even smarter than me I'd say, but he is also not a doctor. I honestly can't say that I really know any doctors at all, although I do know a handful of nurses who are really amazing, but that's not my point. Um, I do have experience with this post-topic though, and it's because it comes with the territory of addiction. If you know someone who has an addiction issue, depending on what kind, you've probably heard about some of the medications used to treat it. Now, as I said, this topic and my content on it dips its toes in the water of being more quote-unquote bookish, and I feel like it needs the appropriate information and sources to go with it. Like this one. It's an article published in the Journal of Addiction Medicine. It states, There are currently three types of Food and Drug Administration-approved medications to treat opioid addiction. Methadone, buprenorphine, and naltrexone. It goes on to say that results of the systematic reviews from the American Society of Addiction Medicine have provided unequivocal evidence that, when used as indicated, these medications are both cost-effective and clinically effective in reducing opioid use, opioid-related withdrawal and craving, and public health and safety problems related to opioid use. For example, infectious diseases, overdose death, and crime. But as SAMHSA, which is the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, writes in an article in April of this year, a common misconception associated with MAT is that it substitutes one drug for another. And I've seen this in my own experiences, both with my partner and in posts like on social media. When I first heard about this option from my partner, I was kind of confused. Are you still getting high from it? Doesn't that mean you aren't completely sober? It seemed a little like cheating almost, like they were taking the easy way out. And it did turn out that in the past, he would get it from an unreliable source and with no supervision, so yes, it did end up being used for more negative purposes, which made me dislike it even more. So when, after those episodes, years later, he decided to go on methadone treatment, I was doubtful. Why was it going to work this time? Up to that point, he had tried methadone a handful of times, and it never worked. I thought maybe it just wasn't for him or he wasn't doing enough. Which, to be honest, added more fear and resentment on my end. And that time, it didn't work again. I think it was because he missed appointments, so it wasn't actually being used routinely to do what it was meant to do, but regardless, the point is that it didn't stick. After the most recent relapse, he went to rehab, and I decided that my input wasn't necessarily needed or wanted. I didn't know what he was doing at all, really, unless he told me specifically. I remember after one visit, he mentioned needing to go to take his craving-reducing medicine, and although I wanted to get more details, I decided not to ask. I found out later on that it was Suboxone, And I realized he didn't tell me because he didn't want me to get upset, which I totally get, and I did have some feelings about it when I found out. But this time was different. He was in an actual facility, under the supervision and care of a legit doctor, and was drug tested and held accountable. 
Even today, he continues his treatment with it and continues being monitored to make sure it's a safe setup and stays that way. It took a little while for me to get comfortable with it, though. I didn't know if it was something I could put my trust in, since I had experiences in the past where it wasn't something that lasted and wasn't used like it was intended to be, along with things I hear every so often from other people in our community. After I continued to work on myself, he had more time to handle things on his own without my control and input, and I eased into the process and realized that things were getting along just fine. The responsibility wasn't on me, and things were improving and he was doing well in his recovery. Unfortunately, like I mentioned a little bit ago, I still saw the negativity surrounding Matt, and the truth is, even in recovery, our loved ones still get judgments. I knew that I had seen the benefits and truth of this treatment method, but others like me sometimes still thought it wasn't to be trusted. They still think like the original statement, where they believe it's just another drug, that it means that the person isn't truly sober, that they still have band-aids and crutches that they aren't willing to give up yet. But when used correctly and in the appropriate setting, it's the opposite. The SAMHSA article goes on to say, instead, these medications relieve the withdrawal symptoms and psychological cravings that cause chemical imbalances in the body. MAP programs provide a safe and controlled level of medication to overcome the use of an abused opioid. And research has shown that when provided at the proper dose, medications used in MAT have no adverse effect on a person's intelligence, mental capability, physical functioning, or employability. But due to the stigma surrounding this treatment, not a lot of people use this method and may not be getting the help they need or should receive. I'm sure that you know that not everyone's addiction is the same or as quote-unquote bad. Some people have addiction issues that are a little more aggressive, for lack of a better word, and because of that, they might need a more intense and focused treatment plan. As the article goes on, it also touches on this by stating, Unfortunately, MAT is greatly underused. For instance, according to SAMHSA's treatment episode data set from 2002 to 2010, the proportion of heroin admissions with treatment plans that included receiving medication-assisted opioid therapy fell from 35% in 2002 to 28% in 2010. The slow adoption of these evidence-based treatment options for alcohol and opioid dependence is partly due to misconceptions about substituting one drug for another. Discrimination against MAP patients is also a factor. I've noticed that when the topic of MAP comes up, some people like to cite NA, you know, Narcotics Anonymous. But the program isn't centered around not using anything at all. I mean, I'm not an NA, so I don't know completely as a member of the program. But as far as I know, members are allowed to use prescription medications, and the program ideology even states the only requirement for membership is a desire to stop using. And members meet regularly to help each other stay clean, where clean is defined as complete abstinence from all moon and mind-altering substances, including alcohol. And as we already cleared up previously, MAP prescriptions don't alter any moods or states of mind when used as directed. When my partner started using it, I didn't notice any strange behaviors at all, and he said that he also didn't feel anything different or out of place. When I think of how MAP should be, I kind of think of an antibiotic. You take it as directed, and you don't really notice anything strange after taking it. You take it for a reason, obviously, and then it kind of just does its work in the background as you live your day-to-day life. I know that with a lot of things in this area of life, you know, loving someone with addiction, we're used to being on the receiving end of opinions and judgments, and know that our loved ones are as well. 
But with this issue, it kind of seems like we've become the ones with the negative perceptions, especially because I feel that my normal outside views, like friends and family who don't know somebody with an addiction issue, are pretty supportive on this topic. And I think the reason for that is that they see it for what it is, getting help. The most often I see judgments and criticism is from within our own community because of the misconceptions surrounding it and the continued spreading of the same remarks. I'll share another story that shows this point. My partner shared this post with me since I'm not friends with this person. It was a Facebook post that said something along the lines of, if you support Bernie Sanders, I assume you take Suboxone and had 10 overdraft fees this month. Now, I don't know your political views, and that's irrelevant to this post. The point is that it was used as a derogatory thing, as something to hurt someone. That those on Suboxone are irresponsible with money, or someone who should be made fun of and ridiculed. So my partner attempted to share their story of how it's helped them in their own recovery, and was then personally poked at and made fun of in the comments. Now, of course, these individuals could just be internet trolls. But the spirit of the comments remains present in a lot of places. We as a community should be supportive of both ourselves and our loved ones, as long as it's healthy, of course. And even if Matt isn't your ideal resolution, I ask you to look inward and see why that is. Is it because of what someone said on the internet that you internalized? Is it because you've become jaded to the idea since it failed in the past or was misused? Or do you just maybe not have any adequate information on it? Think about it. What if your loved one relapsed a few times in the past? Would you not want them to try and recover again because it didn't work in the past? Of course, it won't be the answer for everyone though. No treatment option is a cure-all solution for everyone. But nothing should be taken off the table either, just due to preconceived notions on it. So I know that up to this point, it seems that I am pro-mat. Surely, I am grateful to this treatment option as I'm currently seeing how much it's working for my partner. But also, as I mentioned earlier, I know it's not for everyone. So since we have touched on the pros so far, I wanted to also include some cons to Matt as well. From these same sources I used, and also stories I've heard, Matt prescriptions can be taken with other drugs, taken in ways not recommended by prescribing physicians or used to handle withdrawal symptoms in between episodes of illicit drug use. Also, they can be addictive and produce similar withdrawal effects when quit cold turkey. And finally, MAP prescriptions have a long list of potential side effects and present dangers if not used properly. They can also become a crutch and are open to being abused when used outside of their intended setting. I remember not too long ago, I watched a YouTube video just to get some more information for myself as well. And I believe it was five individuals who had addiction issues and they were interviewed to give their um, opinions on MAT. And their stories were a little bit similar because I know that you'll find similarities even though every individual is different. But a lot of them did mention the fact that when they decided to get off of medically assisted treatment, it was very difficult for them. And some even said it was worse than the drugs that they originally intended to get off of. So I know that it's not the same for everyone. And I don't know how it's going to be when and if my partner decides to get off of their medication. I'm not sure. But my goal has always been to share my story in the hopes that it would make others feel less alone in their own experiences, to spread awareness on addiction as a whole, and to do my part to end the stigma surrounding the addiction issues of our loved ones and us. 
And I feel like this is something we can all gain an awareness and deeper understanding of, as more information needs to be spread about the options that can be offered to our loved ones to aid in their recovery, and how these different treatment options are not to be looked down on just because of misconceptions. So I hope that you gained something from this, and maybe it helped to change your mind, or at least it gave you a different perspective to consider. I've been on both ends of the spectrum of thought on this, and now that I've seen firsthand the benefits and help Matt can bring, I hope that more of you can experience this too. Well guys, that's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Join us again next week and keep an eye on our social media pages to find out what we'll be discussing. Also, subscribe to the show and the blog at ashleyspeaksup.com. See you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll leave you with this quote. This quote is by J.K. Rowling, the author of Harry Potter, if you're familiar, and I actually used it on my YouTube video for the week. She states, Understanding is the first step to acceptance, and only with acceptance can there be recovery. Bye, guys.